What's up, Collectors Worldwide? And welcome to another amazing segment here on Everyone Collects, the podcast where myself and my good friend and co-host Kevin discuss the many topics dealing with collecting and the hobby in itself. We will discuss some of the good and some of the not-so-good dealing with collecting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the series. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode here on Everyone Collects. Uh, This is episode 7, titled Values of Kinds. I think that's supposed to say of all kinds. Wow, that's horrible. (laughs) It's supposed to say say values of all kinds. Of course, you have myself and my wonderful co-host and good friend Kevin with me. Hello, I Kevin, or it should be I am Kevin. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> so yeah, with uh, last week's episode, um, I know it was a very lengthy one. So I obviously <laughs> wanted to, I wanted to apologize and also thank anybody that was listening to that episode. Um, I do know quite a few people reached out to me that I do talk to on a daily basis about you know what they thought about stuff and they actually did like it um very very positive yes uh they were very uh excited about it and even with it being two hours long they definitely liked it um a lot of good stuff so i know last week we were talking about a lot of uh not controversial stuff but just a lot of stuff that everybody wants to talk about you know the whole you know the, the, the flippers, the resellers, the scammers, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously, we did not like having to talk about that kind of stuff, but it is a very important thing. But with values, um, that is what we're going to particularly look at with this episode. So <clears throat> uh, the topics that we're going to be talking about today on this episode are going to be values of collecting, uh, sentimental versus a dollar amount. Um, you know, buying something because you like it versus how much it's worth. And then also people's intentions when buying things such as reasons like handing down to children, investing just for the value alone, etc. So um, obviously with collecting, there is value in it. And of course, a lot of people look at it more of as a monetary value, you know, whereas things are worth or how much they cost. Um, but there are people out there that <clears throat> do actually like the sentimental value of things. Um, so with the sentimental versus the dollar amount, um, obviously sentimental obviously is something that's kind of close to the heart. Um, you know, it means something to you, you know, whether it was given to you or handed down or I mean, Say you go out and you find something you really like and you know you're never going to get rid of it that's more of a sentimental thing now <clears throat> there are people out there that strictly get things just based off their dollar amount value um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all you know that's fine I mean people gotta people gotta have business and make a living and whatnot and everything you know and but I mean there are some people out there that like expensive things just for the fact that they are expensive 
and they keep them and they don't sell them ever, which is fine too. Um, so, you know, obviously there's a mixture of people too that like things and also like the fact that they're worth a lot. Um, and those people actually find those kind of things and hold on to them even though they know that they're worth a lot of money and it's things that they would never get rid of. Like myself, I have, you know, <clears throat> I've got a Godzilla pop of mine that I had autographed, and even though it's not, you know, um, authentic, like it's not on th- uh, authenticated, but, you know, that pop itself is actually worth a lot of money. And with the signature on it, it potentially could be worth more, but like I said, I would never get rid of it because it is one of my favorite Funko Pops of Godzilla I have. And the fact that, you know, having it signed by a suit actor that played Godzilla in the old days, you know, really meant something sentimental. Um, so, uh, so what are your thoughts like with the sentimental and the actual monetary value of things of uh, collecting? Um... Yeah, I think a lot of people nowadays try, I don't want to say try, but there there are a lot of people who kind of steer away from the sentimental value because to a lot of, to a lot of collectors, they think of the, not a lot, but I guess you could say a lot, a lot of collectors kind of think of the monetary value as well nowadays you know like I know people who are just like oh well I'm gonna hold on to this this you know this pop or this picture because this person's really big right now imagine once they die how much it'll be even worth now or then instead of thinking okay I love this person's music. I love what this person has done for me in my life. I'm never going to get rid of it. So like how you were saying for Godzilla, how it meant a lot for you to not only have it signed, but just your connection with Godzilla. That's how I am with a lot of things. Like for me, I don't get me wrong. If there's things that I just so happen to grab and it's like, hey, this is worth a lot of money down the line. Maybe, I'm not going to lie, I'm human. I think of, wow, this, I wonder how much this would be worth, you know, 10 months down the line, 10 years down the line. But a lot of things that I usually like to collect is just more sentimental, more than just thinking about it as a monetary amount. Because when you that's that's the beauty of collecting because I think if you're a true collector and once again this like every episode our opinion is strictly our opinion we're not trying to ruffle anyone's feathers but if you're a true collector you're going to collect things that mean something to you sentimental wise sentimentally you know what I mean You're not going to just collect just throwing this out of left field, but you're not going to start collecting Barney things because, hey, it's going to be worth a bunch of money nowadays because after a while, you're just 
trying to chase the almighty dollar instead of instead of trying to obtain because you love it if that makes any sense yeah so that's how I think of it at least right um, so that goes into obviously the kind of the same thing you know buying something because you like it versus how much it's worth and like I said you know there are people that buy things that they do like you know strictly for sentimental reasons and also there are people that buy things because of how much it's worth now I can honestly say you know personally the things I like happen to cost a little too much but you know if I absolutely want it I will you know find ways to get my hands on whatever it is um but I, I think a lot of people nowadays, you know, and obviously that's going to kind of run us into the fourth topic. So obviously this podcast won't be as long as our other ones, just kind of as what we're talking about kind of all meshes in together. Um, so this podcast absolutely won't be like two hours like our last one. But uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll ever have one that long again. Yeah, hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> you never know. Um, but yeah, so uh, that, that stuff like that, like the people's intentions when buying things and the reasons and all that. So, you know, I, there are people out there that do buy things that are, are, are worth a lot. And maybe they have some kind of idea that maybe down the road, it might be worth even more, you know? So like in your neck of the woods with sports, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, you know, like you said, I think at one point that, you know, Michael Jordan cards, now they're, you know, they're mass produced and, you know, they're all, there's, there's so many out there. But, so saturated, such a right, saturated but, field now. But, you know, if and when, you know, the goat does pass away, may he rests in peace, obviously his, the, the value of his cards probably will go up because I mean he he's literally a, a history making icon and mm-hmm. you know so you know and that same thing went for Kobe you know and all that and but you know there are people out there that buy things for multiple reasons and there's nothing wrong with it um, obviously if you want to buy something because you like it that's fine if you want to buy it because you know it's worth a lot of money and you feel that things that are worth a lot means a lot to you then so be it but you know obviously i don't really see nowadays anybody really buying things to like you know hand down to their kids anymore you know usually like um you know people of the older generation you know back then they would you know collect coins and stuff like that and I know that for a fact because my grandfather he collected a lot of coins and um, <clears throat> obviously they didn't really they did not really uh, increase in value too much but I did sell them to actual coin collectors you know somebody that could actually use them or whatever it might be so you know I went through all those and stuff and it wasn't like I made a fortune off of them but I found people in the market that were in the market to buy coins and stuff like that. And so, you know, they're just sitting around and my, my grandfather collected them and stuff, but you know, obviously, you know, I have things that he collected that obviously are more of a sentimental 
thing to me and not a monetary thing but you know I'd rather somebody you know who actually collects coins and is an avid collector of coins to have them in their possession rather than me you know um, but you know people look at values nowadays really really wacky just because they feel that if something is worth a lot of money it's going to retain its value and that's not always the case because there have been many cases where people have bought stuff at really high value and the value of it tanked for whatever that's, reason like that and that's ask kind of poor Dustin Bieber about that with his uh his NFT uh Peyton that he got Oh yeah, that's right. Well, you know Justin Bieber sold his entire records, right? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's, he's not starving for money, but no, yeah. no, Justin, no, Justin Bieber recently sold his entire, um, whatever it is, his music stuff, like his, his catalog. Money. Yeah, his catalog. Yeah. So he, I forgot how much he sold it for, but he obviously made some good money. But yeah, I think he sold it off for. <laughs> couple mil or something like that Mm. but but yeah the whole saturation thing and all that you know and people you know buying stuff when it's high value that's kind of goes back to what we talked about last week you know with the whole FOMO and stuff like that you know people buying things that are brand new for you know quadruple the amount or whatever it is of that item and then it un you know it, it just drops so, you know, somebody drops $100 on a brand new Funko Pop that just came out and it's supposed to be hyped up. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get it in their hands and all of a sudden something happens and then like the price tank. And it's like, oh, that's not really worth that much. And this happens a lot in the collecting, you know, world, you know, things costing a lot and then not really retaining their value. So... Mm-hmm. So, like, with my stuff, you know, it's going to retain its value. All my Godzilla stuff that I have, I mean, they don't make them anymore. Like, the original six Godzilla figures that I have, you know, they don't make them anymore. And hopefully they don't. (laughs) I really hope they don't. Because a lot of them have their value, you know, and will probably keep their value. But I think a lot of people, especially with Funko, just for this particular topic, um, usually if you have anything... From like 2000 and I think they said like 16 or older or not 2016 maybe it was 2008 I can't remember but I don't know but obviously the old stuff yeah it was the old stuff it was yeah 2016 and past um, because Funko didn't start doing stuff till like 2007 2006 or 2007 or something like that could have been earlier i can't remember um but if you have your hands on like older pops that aren't gonna get like redone or reissued or restocked those are the ones that are probably gonna retain their value not saying they're gonna be super expensive in the future but i mean they will gradually continue to make money but so um any any thoughts that you've got on that topic kevin I just want to say the biggest culprit of all of, you know, you know, the whole wave of, you know, things that are whatever is, is I, I think social media plays a big, big role in it. 
Oh, yeah. You know, you see those individuals like a Logan Paul. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I have this pack of Pokemon cards that are worth $75,000. I just <laughs> opened it. Now it's not worth anything. Or, <laughs> like I said before, Justin Bieber, who bought an NFT of a board, a, a painting of a board ape that was worth, at the time, a value of $1.3 million. Now it's worth $59,000. How about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wow. think well, he's not. I, he's not really hurting from it. No, you know what I mean? Oh man! Yeah, he probably didn't even know until someone probably brought it up to him. Hey, you but, remember that NFT you bought? Yeah, it's it, it tanked. Yeah, but like, I think a big thing that a lot of, and you know, this is my my new generation word of the or statement of the episode but they like to call what's called hype beasts and hype drives hype drives the cost and you know availability for everything as we know and I think a lot of people like you were saying have forgot about the the true art of collecting something because you love it because mm-hmm. you know because ultimately who are we to say that something's going to be worth what we think it's going to be you know what i mean like right. you were saying you're hoping your 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 original godzilla figures still hold shape but yeah. we never know you know you know right. what i mean there may be yeah. some there may be 10 years down the line where they're like, oh, you thought this was original. Here's the original original. You know right. what I mean? So, and, and that's the thing, you know, and I'll use sports cards again because beforehand, Kobe Bryant cards wasn't worth that much because he was alive and well. And then once he passed away, it was a buyer's market and sell, sell, sell. Now yep. it's like, you know, you you would be very lucky to get a certain card. The, you'd be very lucky to buy a Kobe card and to sell it for a fraction of the cost that you paid for it. Right. Because nowadays it's just so saturated, and mm-hmm. I think that's the I think that's what's wrong with today's collecting. Yeah. Society, you know. People There's just no more. Got, yeah, uh, people are just kind of losing their the 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 originality. I mean, or not originality, but just like you know that 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 good feel. Yeah, you know, you know. stuff. You know, like, like you know, walk, walking into a toy shop. Like I said, you know, you know, a couple weeks ago, you know, you know, I took Jack into that you know, the the toy department. You know, where the original. The, Shout the, out toy department. That's right. We're gonna come see you guys in the new place this coming Saturday. I cannot wait. Well, as long as Kevin doesn't flake out on me again. Um, <laughs> wow. Sorry. No, it's a, no. You were traveling, so I understand that you flake out on me this time, and we're gonna have some beef. Okay. It's gonna be a wow. moment. All right. <laughs> wow. But I know. but um, you know, I took Jack in there, and of course, I told him, "Don't touch." You know, but, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to walk into this toy department store and there's just going to be like 
oh, you know, current stuff, you know, like, oh, cool. And uh, as soon as I walked in there, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, Star Wars stuff. And I had to sit there and I had to explain to Jack, you know, these are, he's like, what's this? And what's this? And I'm like, see these? I'm like, these are old Star Wars figures. I'm like, these aren't like new figures. I'm like, these are the ones that you don't play with. Because he's, and oh. he was looking, at, he was looking at all this stuff and he's like, oh, I know this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, don't touch it. It costs money, you know? Right. <laughs> like, like this isn't look. the child. This is, this is Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But I'm just like, yeah. So I had to explain to him, you know, what some things were. I'm like, see these? I'm like, these are G.I. Joe's. And he's like, oh, I know G.I. Joe's. I'm like, do, do you, do, do you really know G.I. Joe's? I was like, I don't think you do. You know, so I had to like, I had to go through and just tell him about all these old toys. I mean, even some of them, I didn't know. I don't really, really remember, but, you know, obviously when we go there at their new location, um, you know, this coming Saturday, obviously we'll have to try and explain to Jack and Keelan more about these toys and stuff. And obviously we'll have to tell them don't touch anything. Um, Because Jack was picking up stuff like, dude, don't touch that. (laughs) <laughs> cool and i'm like no i'm like this is like a 16 dollar toy no we're not no no we're not doing it. and so we've got them some we got them some uh funko pops like out of box ones i bought them like three for like like 15 or no it was like no it was like 10 bucks or something mm. or no it was or no it was 15 or something i can't remember but yeah he picked out some he picked out uh sonic uh some of these pops were like some og pops too which i was really sad about but yeah he picked <laughs> up uh, sonic buzz lightyear and woody you know and these were the oh, like some of the og ones too and i'm like man these are whew. but but yeah i just think people have lost that you know and and they like you said the media you know the media is a big hype and all this stuff and everything but so but that, bring, that brings me into my little fun fact I have. Uh, after that, Kevin and I are going to talk briefly about something that we got and the reason why, whether it be sentimental or value or both. But the fun fact I have, so a lot of stuff has happened in like the last couple of weeks with Funko. So Funko's CEO, Brian Mariarty, actually stepped down as CEO, which think he possibly either got fired or he got but he's still going to be serving on the Funko committee on the board itself but so there's another guy that's going to be taking over his role so obviously Brian Mariarty's been under fire for a lot of stuff with like firing people you know and all this kind of stuff and I I think we're possibly going to see a big change with Funko possibly I don't know what but I think I don't know what's going to happen, but there's going to be a new CEO, um, and uh, like their stock fell and all this stuff. But um, also, um, there was there was a uh, distributor called uh, Big Apple Collectibles. Um, what they did, they were they were a Funko Pop distributor, so obviously they got them from Funko and then they sold them out and stuff. Well, Big Apple Collectibles was renowned for taking orders and not sending pops out. Oh, no. Yeah, it'd be like months to years. So what happened was is they actually shut down. Well, Funko Uh is suing them for 
$10,000 for not paying their, their, uh, manufacturing stuff or whatever. So like they, so Big Apple Collectibles like got product from them and they owe like an upwards of like $496,000. So on top of that, they still owe a bunch. So what they were doing was they were sending out tops to people and saying that like, if people bought like five or six of them, they would send out a package with only one pop in it and just say that they already delivered the five or six pops. So a lot of people are losing out on tons of money. Um, so that's an interesting thing. So that they're getting sued. So like, it's actually, it's an actual lawsuit. So that'll be can interesting. And I, I said when you were saying they were only sending out so many with the actual yeah. pop, a part of me was sitting there thinking and anticipating you saying they put a juice carton and the rest of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. They're not as uh, smart as the the uh, Japanese community over there. No, but still pretty bad. But um, and then so in other news. Um, so you remember me talking about the Willy Wonka pop? Yes. Okay, so the original person that bought that did in fact buy that for a hundred thousand dollars. Well, that person actually flipped that pop around and actually sold it to another person for $210,000. So, this is still the number one highest pop ever sold. Uh, so, the guy that bought it, obviously he made a very good chunk of change off that. He literally doubled his money more than that. Um, but, I mean... The, the, that's not the bad thing. I mean, that's fine. The guy that bought it, he, he threw up a hundred grand. That was his own money. Uh, people thought he was laundering that money, but I, that was a fake story apparently. But um, <laughs> he sold it for $210,000. And that's insane for one Funko Pop. Well, the people that he sold the pop to, supposedly they're going to be putting that pop in a mystery box. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, yeah, I know. Supposedly, this company is going to be selling mystery boxes for $15 each. So, if you do the math, they would have to sell, like, I think it was, like, 40,000 boxes or something. If they're going to sell Funko Pop mystery boxes at $15 a pop, they would have to sell, like, I think in upwards of maybe, like, 40,000 or 50,000 mystery boxes. And the thing is, they would actually have to sell every single one because they can't just, you know, sell them and then as they go, and then, you know, they put the Willy Wonka pop, which I guarantee you is not going to be in the box. It's probably going to be like a redeemable thing because I would, yeah, they're probably going to hang on to it and put like, they'll probably put a pop in that box and they'll put like a slip in there and said, hey, you won the Willy Wonka thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Email us and do this. Because I would never trust that. But I feel like it might be a scam. I don't know. But they would have to sell a lot of mystery boxes for that. That's a lot of boxes to cover. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's companies out there that do these mystery boxes all the time, you know. And, you know, they do really well. But 
but yeah, that was just the little tidbit that I found out recently about that pop. You know, with it, saying it, you know, somebody bought it for a hundred grand. Well, then he just sold it to somebody for two hundred and ten grand. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So something, something interesting. So something obviously is going to be changing with Funko, hopefully for the better. Hopefully, uh, we'll yeah. Hopefully for the better because you know it's uh, it's. I'm going to need some re-releases of some originals, Funko. Yeah, man. I'm not holding my breath on that one. No. Um, so, um, so something that we got, and the reason why, whether it be sentimental or value or both. Uh, so with me, something that I got. Um, let me see what I'm looking at here. Okay, so, uh. So something that I actually got, and it wasn't too long ago. Um, if anybody watch is listening to this, and you see kind of like our picture on there, you can kind of see a picture of like a really big life-size Funko Pop kind of thing. So that's actually a piece of art. Um, a good buddy of mine, uh, Jeremy, um, he has a company called the Art Jar. Um, shout out to him if he's listening to this, but. What he does, that's right. You're the goat, man. Um, But he actually like makes these like pieces of art. That's all I can really call it. So he he does a lot. But uh, I had saw some reason I had saw somebody had done a burning Godzilla of this and like a Funko Pop. And I was like, what is that? And I hit up Jeremy and I said, hey, how much would it cost for you to do, you know, this Godzilla Funko Pop? And I think it was like an upwards of like over $300. So I spent over $300 for a piece of artwork. And so um, I, it wasn't really the money at the point. Obviously that is a lot of money for just some cardboard and paint stuff, but realistically i looked at it and i saw all his recent work and he does an amazing job and obviously he 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 does it takes time i forgot how long it took him to do this it was probably like two or three weeks and he shipped it he shipped it through fedex you know in a really big cardboard protector type thing and um it's it's definitely a favorite in in my man cave because it it's one of my favorite Funko Pops, and he did such an amazing job on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, I, I, I did it for sentimental value because I thought it was cool and it was something mm-hmm. different. You know, I have Godzilla posters in my room and stuff like that, but you know, those are ten, fifteen bucks a piece. But this thing, like I said, it cost me over three hundred dollars. But you know, do do I think I'd ever be able to sell it? I probably could you know give it to jeremy and he could probably actually sell it in his shop i would have to just ship it back to him and stuff and he could probably use it and maybe that day will come but obviously it's not right now but um so what is something that you got (laughs) the reason why Um, it's a good question uh something that i have I'm trying to think of something that's not anything that I haven't talked about before. 
whether mm-hmm. it's a pop or a sports car. Um, just trying to think offhand. Um, something that I got for, gosh, was it Val- Valentine's Day a few years ago that I got from my wife? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a... it. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, well, I'm pretty sure they don't know because I don't know if I've talked about it or not. But um, we're going going back to our picture from the uh, podcast. Uh, I am a huge sports fan, specifically Cincinnati sports, mm-hmm. um, which means I am fortunately now a Bengals fan. Back then, I would say unfortunately, but now I'm a great Bengals fan. Um, a very happy Bengals fan. Um, <laughs> um, I, like I said, my wife for Valentine's Day surprised me with a uh, plaque, I guess you can call it, a plaque, um, which I'll share it on our Facebook page to kind of give a reference to it. But it is a plaque of, of different tickets game use or game game day tickets of the Bengals playoff run and um, anyone who follows sports or knows about the Bengals know that they have not won a game in the playoffs before 2021 was it 2021? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2021 yeah. before up until you know I think 1990 whatever it was. I was a baby. I was a little baby, like yeah. a very tiny baby. Um, so I've never got to experience the playoff win. So that year was very, very stressful because they just would grind it out from the skin of their teeth, and you know it was it was a very up and down year um, as a Bengal fan. And the reason why I picked that is because. You know, I think she knew how much that season meant to me. That was mm-hmm. the season following my mom's passing. So I kind of felt like, you know, having something to just give a reason to talk about her, I guess I would always say. My mom kind of gave them a nudge on the field. Um, so, spoiler alert, when I went to this when they won their first playoff game, I cried. And when they went to the Super Bowl, I cried. And when they lost by those, I'm not going to mention that, but I cried. Yeah. But in that plaque, there's one, two, three, four, I believe four, yeah, four playoff tickets from each game and an actual replica of the Super Bowl um coin there was so many that were made i want to say a hundred or so that were made um Mm -hmm. so these were um like actual genuine replica i guess coins and it had like a coa and everything of it um Mm -hmm. so that means a lot to me because when i look back at that at those tickets it reminded me of such a good time that I got to share with, you know, my wife, my family, my in-laws, my friends. And also something that came from that also 
bringing it back to my son, I know we were saying, you know, things that we would pass to our children. Mm-hmm. I would definitely give that to him because that season, he discovered his love for football and particularly Cincinnati Bengals. There we go. Uh, so, you know, who day? So, absolutely. So, that was, that is something that means a lot to me because of many things, many reasons, but you know, that it was hard to say because a lot of things yeah. were really sentimental, but you know, yeah. I think just to kind of go out of left field with that, um, that would be something that's very sentimental to me. Okay. All right. So I think we'll go ahead and end on that. Um, like I said, I just want to thank everybody listening to uh, this episode um, and any other episodes that we've had previous. Like I said, <laughs> If you've listened to episode six, obviously it was a long one. So, um, like I said, we'll hopefully not have uh, super long ones like that again. But, um, well, we're beating this. We're, this episode is already beaten last episode because it's now only about to be 40 minutes. I think last episode was an hour and 40. So, you guys have an hour already compared to this last episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, um so what we're gonna do um obviously um we've got a few more actual planned episodes for this podcast uh kevin and i are gonna figure out what other things we could possibly talk about on this particular podcast um but we've obviously gone through a lot of topics with you know collecting but i think we've got probably like two or three actual you know, set in stone topics and stuff like that to talk about. But he and I are going to um, really talk about it and see what we can do. Um, obviously, we're going to be focusing also on our new podcast, which will be available same time as this one. Um, you know, and that one is Everyone Used, which we'll be talking about movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So tonight, as we're recording this episode, um, we're also going to be recording the first episode of uh, that one as well. So, um, so yes, you'll have more of us talking about stuff. So, right, um, and we're gonna yeah. try, and we're gonna try to squeeze as much you know life out of everyone collects because you know I'm pretty sure Adrian would 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 agree. You know, it's our first podcast, and this was our first leap of faith, just faith, trying to do podcasting. And we don't want to let it, you know, sit there in our burner because, let's be honest, everyone views you can easily talk about endless amount of things. But this is where we also can rely, rely on our lovely listeners. If you guys want to, come in come on and chime in about your collections or debate me or debate adrian or <laughs> try to go after the double edge the double edged sword and debate both of us let <laughs> us know we're not hard to reach you know um i have had people within the last two days or so uh reach out to me and say they would love to kind of pick your brain adrian so and I, that's not that's not including Keelan, who wants to pick your brain again, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> I bet. 
<laughs> By the way, <laughs> we were just on my son Keelan's podcast. It's called Pokey Pokey Keelan, as in Pokey P O K E, and then Keelan K E L A N. You know, but we're gonna try to squeeze as much as we can out of this. We're gonna continue to find a reason to talk about collectibles mm-hmm. because collect collectible markets never stop and as long as there's something we're going to find something to talk about but, that's right yeah with so with that we're going to go ahead and end on that and um as i always say start collecting keep collecting don't ever stop collecting have a good night everyone see you